this is Heather. Thank you for joining me today for Lunch and Learn. Lunch and Learns will be brief episodes designed to give you the 411 on the research process, from finding good information on Google to understanding how clinical trials work. For now, these episodes will be mostly solo, but I may have guests in the future. Today, I'd like to talk to you about the basics of finding good information online. Everything I'm going to talk to you about can be found on my website, dissectedhealthpod.com. Click on the Learning drop-down menu and select Finding Good Information. If we were talking in person, I would want to have a conversation with you and learn about where you find your health information. Do you turn to Google and quickly find yourself down a rabbit hole of panic? If so, my first piece of advice is not to do that. If you have symptoms of an illness, please call your doctor or other healthcare provider. Once you've met with your doctor, it's actually a great idea to take to the internet to learn a little bit more about what you talked about. Today, I'd like to share my top three picks for websites to reference when you're trying to learn about something new, and I'll also share six tips for evaluating information for reliability. Let's get started with my top three picks. Number one, Medline Plus. I like to think of Medline Plus as the Google of health information. Medline Plus is a product of the National Library of Medicine and contains curated information on a variety of health topics. Information comes from government sources like the CDC and nonprofit organizations like the American Cancer Society and is consistently vetted for recency, relevance, and bias. My second pick is the National Center for Complementary and Integrative Health, otherwise known as the NCCIH. The NCCIH is an arm of the National Institutes of Health. It funds research into complementary and integrative therapies. If you're looking for information on the utility of things like herbs, oils, and acupuncture, this is a great place to start. My third pick is the Mayo Clinic. The Mayo Clinic was recognized by U.S. News and World Report as the leading hospital in the nation. In addition to providing world-class care, they also publish health information on a variety of topics and include information on diagnoses, tests and procedures, and drugs and supplements. And just as an aside, I have no affiliation or special interest in the Mayo Clinic. I just happen to think it's a great resource for finding good information. So what do you do when your journey to find reliable health information leads you down a rabbit hole? I'd like to provide you now with six tips for evaluating sources for relevance, bias, and quality. Tip number one, avoid message boards. When you're learning about a new disease or treatment, message boards can be bad, bad news. Message boards tend to be places where people share experiences that might not be relevant to you. You should also consider the context of the message board. Is the message board situated within a store disguised as a helpful community? If so, the content may be moderated by employees of the company and might provide information that just leads you back to the store. Note that message boards can be great for finding community but they are not great places to start your health information-seeking journey. Tip number two, evaluate the credentials of the author of the article. If you're like most people, you're probably not looking at the credentials of the author or even investigating who wrote the article. Credentials include not only the letters after the author's name, 
but also whether their experience relates to the content they're writing. For example, a cardiothoracic surgeon may not be the best person to provide advice about how to improve your diet after being diagnosed with type 2 diabetes. A good rule of thumb is to consider whether you'd pay money to learn from the person writing the article. Using diabetes as an example, I'd like to ask you, would you pay a registered dietitian to learn about how to improve your diet after being diagnosed with type 2 diabetes? You probably would. How about somebody with degree in puppetry? You might laugh, but a lot of the health news articles are not written by people with clinical experience. A lot of times, the articles are not written by people with a scientific background. They're written by people with degrees in communications, journalism, and sometimes people with bachelor's degrees in the life sciences. Tip number three, be wary of any site or article that seems to push an agenda. You know the ones I'm talking about. These are the sites and articles that get shared on Facebook by the friends you haven't had the heart to unfriend, so you've unfollowed. These sites feature sensational headlines or seem to publish only articles that align with a certain agenda. They seem to publish only news on the medical fringe, or maybe they even disparage people with alternative beliefs. Do your best to consume information from sources that prevent content in an unbiased way. Tip number four, don't read just the headline. News headlines are written in a way that motivates you to click. So you'll see advertisements, so you'll click the advertisements and buy the products that are being sold. If you click a headline, do yourself a favor and read the entire article. Note, however, that news stories don't often provide the full picture. So if possible, locate the journal article that informed the news story. Tip number five, avoid making decisions based on hearsay. You remember the game Telephone, the childhood game that illustrates how messages get distorted when passed along from one person to the next. Consuming your news via hearsay is a lot like the game of Telephone. It's especially dangerous if you don't know the original source of information. When you're consuming your news via hearsay, you have no way of knowing if the original source read the entire article or if they just read the headline. You also don't know if they really understood the article or if they approached it with a preconceived notion. Tip number six, be aware of anecdotes. Anecdotes are amusing, but you should use caution when using them to make decisions about your health. What happened to one person may not happen to you. If you hear a story about someone having a bad outcome after taking a medication, don't panic and assume you'll also have the same outcome. If you're concerned about experiencing the same outcome because you happen to be taking the same medication, call your doctor. I hope you found these tips helpful. If so, please share this episode or even the entire podcast series with a friend. You can also rate, review, and subscribe so you never miss an episode and so you can help others to find the show. You can also find the show on Instagram at DissectedHealthPod, or you can join the Facebook group, also at DissectedHealthPod. If you have helpful feedback or questions, or have an idea for something for me to discuss in the future, reach out to me via the contact page on my website, 
dissectedhealthpod.com. Thank you again for joining me today. Enjoy the rest of your day.